Good evening, everyone. We have with us in the studio tonight Pastor Terry Ball from Castle Rock Baptist Church. How are you, Terry? Good, Joel. How about you? Oh, I'm just doing real good, and it's sure great to have you here. We had Terry, uh, I think, about a year ago. In fact, it was May 2004. He gave a series of, uh, uh, we had a series of interviews with him about Castle Rock Baptist, as well as his trip to Israel, which he had just recently completed, and also his anticipated trip to Russia. Well, have you been to Russia twice? How many times have you been to Russia? First time. This is first my first time. time. Okay. I knew at the time that you were anticipating going to Russia, and I, I didn't know when it was going to be. Well, it took place fairly recently. Folks, I want to begin by saying that Castle Rock Baptist Church is still open, folks. Even though the construction around that place in Castle Rock, it's so hard to find your way in. But I want to tell you they are still open. They're having some problems with the city, doing some improvements, quote-unquote, and it really has been difficult for the church because it's hard to, to get in there with all the road construction that's been going on. But I want to begin by saying that they have a website I want you to look up and uh, log on to, www.castlerockbaptistchurch.com. And uh, there's a map on that website where you can uh, find out how to get to the church. And uh, So just uh, hang in there because uh, they are open for business, <laughs> business and they're they're doing the work of the Lord, and we, we don't want that to discourage you if you want to visit their church. Their phone number is 303-688-9041. There's also an email address on that site. So, Terry, uh, we're just bringing you in here for a quick uh, view of uh, what's happened in Russia. And uh, so I just want you to, to give me a little introduction to what happened. You made a trip to England. You spoke uh, in Essex as well as London uh, and uh, we won't go into that, but the thing about Russia, as I'm excited about, you did a study on the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, right? Yes, I did. Um, what is happening in Russia, what is happening in Russia is that um, they have now gotten some theology. I was told by a brother who came out of the socialist government, and he said that when freedom came, the, the evangelicals really didn't have a, a message. And the reason was is that very few really had the full scriptures. And so they were kind of caught off guard, as I believe the whole world was when communism collapsed. But at, at doing that, we have now uh, invested in their men uh, and their women uh, and strengthening them for the work of ministry, but equipping them uh, that they can guard themselves against error and guard themselves against uh, uh, a lot of the stuff that is growing in America. And didn't, didn't you uh, tell me that they— they had pieces of Scripture in the sense that they had maybe the Gospel of Mark or they had this or that. But it's very difficult for them to have the entire Old and New Testament. And certainly for the people, it was not very accessible. But even though, but even pastors, didn't they? Right. Not, they didn't have a complete Bible. Line. Right. I met a, a, a Russian who preached under um, the socialist government, communism. And I asked him, uh, I met him, it's been a few years ago. I met him and I said, what is the greatest thing that you have found with this newfound freedom, this great big Slavic man begins weeping. And I said, um, you know, what, what profound thing? I mean, McDonald's or TGI Fridays or whatever. And he says, the book of Ephesians. And I said, the book of Ephesians. And he says, I had not realized that we had been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Mm -hmm. And he had the, uh, gospel, or, yeah, the gospel of Luke was the only book of the Bible he had, and he Wait, preached. Is that right? And I said, uh, well, I bet you know that book really well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, what a what a 
thing to miss is the the book epistle epistle to the Ephesians. I mean that is I know I know what a what a thing to have to miss that one. And so that really got them excited. That and, and so do, can they have the whole Bible now? Yes, yes, they have the whole Bible. Uh, it is out of the Eastern Eastern Orthodox side. So mm-hmm. you run into some verse changes in the Book of Psalms. Uh, but it's a very good translation, mm-hmm. uh, and they have it. And uh, they're preaching the gospel, uh, the full gospel. Well, that's uh, exciting. I, here, here's something else I want to ask you. What are the changes in Russia? And you, you had talked about the fact that uh, evangelism, there was an open door for evangelism for a while, and then that has more recently closed down. And in and, and talking about strengthening the saints seems to be the real focus now. Is that is that the situation? That's where we're at. Um, when communism collapsed, there was a huge door for the gospel. Uh, but it's like I said, they didn't really have a full gospel. They didn't know the difference between, um, say, the Mormon belief uh, and uh, a Protestant belief. Mm-hmm. And so when you would see the gospel preached, you would have massive amounts of people come to salvation. Uh, they call it coming to repentance. Uh-huh. They they don't accept the Lord in Russia. They come to repentance. Well, let me tell you, that sounds like something we ought to have over here. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But uh, in doing this, um, what has happened now is that big door that the Lord had opened for the saving of souls has really dwindled down. They, it was not uncommon to do uh, 300 to 400 baptisms a year. Now they're doing about 25 oh, a year. Right. Uh, But they've asked us, and this is their words, would we be willing to come and build a fence around the church to protect the doctrine of the church? And uh, that is what we've begun with the thing we've called the Antioch Initiative. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, the the Slavic Gospel Association and uh, this Antioch Initiative that you just mentioned. Slavic Gospel was... has been around for a long time and actually was started by a Russian immigrant uh, from Chicago, and he began reaching Russians in uh, primarily Alaska. Yes. Uh, and then My parents were missionaries under Peter Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, under Peter Dynamite. Yeah, they called Peter Dynamite. <laughs> right, and uh, uh, he uh, uh, wanted to reach his people, the Slavic people. Yes. Uh, then uh, when uh, the president of SGA now is a, a guy named Dr. Robert Provost, He's a military background, military intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, and his key focus in the military was Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came to the Lord. Uh, when communism collapsed, he was first man in, speaks fluent Russian, uh, and uh, approached the what is called the uh, Union of Christian Baptist Churches, and now that's who we are affiliated with. So, so we, we talk about the Baptist Union that we're referring Baptist to Union, uh-huh. correct. Yeah, or short. Right. Uh-huh. In Russia, there's two identified religions today. Okay. One is the Russian Orthodox, mm-hmm. which is basically uh, a Russian v- version of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you have the Baptist Union. Both of these existed before the Bolshevik res- Revolution in 1917. Okay. Communism. Yes. All right. And so... The only ones that the Russians will recognize now are those two. You will mm-hmm. run into Presbyterians and, and go across the gambit. Pentecostals. Pentecostals. And, uh, they're all at, yes, in there, yes. but they are classified as cults to oh, the Russians. Isn't that interesting? And if there's a riot, that cult <laughs> has to pay for the police force. <laughs> because <laughs> they, they had that, it, huh? yeah, they had that experience at times. Oh, my. Well, so, so anyway, getting back then to the Antioch Initiative, and this is made up of... Uh, all kinds of churches, 
And Slavic Gospel, you've given me kind of the background on that, and uh, I have that connection with with Peter Dynamite, as they used to call him. My folks were missionaries in a little place called Fort Yukon, Alaska, for a number of years. Yes. And they were personal friends of Peter. So it was it's kind of a neat connection I, 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 here. Amazing, from, isn't it? But I met him as a, as a child. He was an amazing <laughs> guy. But let, let me t- ask you this. Uh, the Antioch Initiative, then, is that something that the SGA, Slavic Gospel, is coming up with that draws together, what, different denominations and independent churches? Correct. Correct. In America to go on over and help them out, right? What we have done is that we met two years ago, and we had been in contact with uh, the, the, the main church in Moscow who has oversight over the Baptist Union, the, the Protestant denomination in Russia. Uh-huh. Uh, and they, we needed to quit being reactive to what the need was and be proactive. And so we looked at Scripture, and we seen uh, Antioch, Syria, and where they trained up the pastors, they brought people there, mm-hmm. trained them up, and sent them out. Well, yes. the church in Russia has been doing that now for, for years. Uh-huh. They meet quarterly. Okay. And all the pastors in their state or obelisk will come to a central location, try to encourage and strengthen one another, mm-hmm. and then send them out. Now, how long will they be there? A week? Or? A week to oh. 10 days. Okay. All right. And mm-hmm. so what we've done is that we take that same time frame that the pastors are all coming anyway. Mm-hmm. And we are investing in them. Oh, that's marvelous. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's what gave birth to the Antioch Initiative. We're about a year into it, and we have uh, four locations. That the, but the first one is what we call the Colorado Coalition, and it's mm-hmm. in Orel, Russia, mm-hmm. about 300 miles southeast of Moscow. No, southwest of Moscow. It's hard yes. to get them. Yes. But southwest of Moscow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a seven-hour train ride if well, you're interested. I, you know, let me tell you, we have connections here because I was in Orel with a gospel team, and we did some street meetings and so on, and we, we flew into Moscow, and then we went out and by train, by train. to Orel, <laughs> and I was impressed with the vitality of those Christian folks there in that city. You can spot them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the amazing things that I, I told my wife. I said, uh, I was in Moscow, a city of 12 million people, and you can tell a Christian. Yeah. They'll smile. Yeah, that's And the rest thing. of them are just... Mad at the world. <laughs> Isn't that something? Well, that's exciting. That is so exciting. So the Antioch Initiative, the Colorado Connection here, how many churches do you have involved in the Colorado? We have nine. There's nine of them. Nine. And most of them are probably uh, uh, independent churches, Baptists, whatever. Right. We have one Southern Baptist that we are, mm-hmm. and the other eight, as far as I know, you know what? I think there's a Presbyterian church out of Colorado Springs, and then okay. the, 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 the other... Um, uh, seven would be part of the I- IFCA. IFCA. Yeah, they're an independent fundamentalist group, but right. a love for God and a love for missions. A love for missions, uh, mm-hmm. and they hold true to the Word of God. Yes, that is do. the key to Antioch. Yes, yes, and that's what the folks want. They want to put a fence around, guard the doctrine, and uh, what Terry did. Terry, tell me a little bit about this. You did a, a week, almost a week, of study on the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, right? I mean, how correct. Many- uh, we started on Monday morning, my first Monday in there, as after preaching your brains out that first Sunday. Yes. And then uh, I, we began, uh, I had another man with me, and he was there for Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. Uh-huh. And we brought the two together. Um, I basically started out with the promise of the Holy Spirit in the gospel, the fulfillment of that promise uh, in the book of Acts, mm-hmm. and then take the rest of Scripture and show you how he works in uh, the church today. Uh-huh. And uh, that was, it was, I told you this, it was like connecting the dots. 
Yes. They have the theology now is very good, extraordinarily good. Yes. Uh, I mean, even for the lay person, it is extraordinarily good. But they're still trying to get it. How does it all come together? And one of those pieces of that puzzle is the person of the Holy Spirit. So those dots, one of those dots would be the Holy Spirit, and you connect those dots, and you get the whole council of scriptures, really. What Correct. Trying to bring Correct. To I'm bringing them. How does the Holy Spirit work in light of scripture in this entity, the body of Christ, the bride, the church? Mm-hmm. And how does it work? And how does he work in salvation? Mm-hmm. How does he work in sanctification? How does he work uh, in his giftedness? Yes. And bringing in, of course, the matter of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, what's called the baptism of the Spirit, uh, healings, all of these uh, sign gifts of this modern day. And I think you told me once before that uh, there was practically a riot that took place when there was a healing campaign that came in there, and the folks didn't get healed. Correct. Uh, when these men would go in and say, we're going to have a healing tomorrow, uh-huh. um, the people of Russia would bring paralyzed people, people dying of cancer. Yes. Uh, I mean, real people, not people with one leg shorter than the other. Right, or right? back problem headaches and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And when this man did not produce healings, mm-hmm. um, they began spitting on him, and a riot mm-hmm. almost broke up. Therefore, that's why uh, they came with legislation that said, uh, you have to be registered. And if you're not registered, you're classified as a cult. If you're classified as a cult and an incident like that breaks up, then that church group will be charged with whatever damage and, oh, and, right. and have to pay that and the police mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. Uh-huh. Well, that, that is it. Well, what an opportunity for the Baptist Union to, to be able to, I mean, in a sense, they are one of the two recognized churches in Russia today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, under the Baptist banner of the Baptists, you can have all kinds of folks, Presbyterians and Southern right. Baptists and uh, independent folks like we've been talking about. Right, right. And we go on over there, but you're under the Baptist Union, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's our accountability, but they're accountable to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like about it is I'm not taking a method to them. I'm not taking a system or a study to them. Yes. All right. What I'm doing is they're telling me we have this many gifted men, have this many gifted women and gifted leaders. We've seen them bear fruit. We've seen their faithfulness. And now we would like to give them truth so that they may produce more fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of like Paul's uh, letter to the Romans. I hope that I can come to you and bear fruit with you. Yes. Uh, I'm not there to build a church. I don't want an American church in Russia. Uh, and I made uh, Valeri, the pastor that I was with, I said, what I'm hoping is if I invest in you strong enough that eventually you can come back and evangelize us. Oh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> going to happen. I, that, that brings me to the point of this whole question of the difference between America and Russia in the Christian community. And this, I, we, we talked about it, you and I, and I want you to, to expand on that. Uh, Didn't you tell me that one of the things, what does the Bible say is the fundamental thing they want to know, all this other theological stuff and what people say about the Bible, but what does the Bible itself say? And then how do we put that into practice and utilize that in prayer and practical living? Just just give me a difference there as far as between the American Christians and the Russians. Let me give you two that I I see the greatest. Americans want to take Scripture and ask why. All right? Mm Mm-hmm. The Russians take Scripture and say, so be it. Uh, I shared with you the... Mm-hmm. Or how, Mike. Or how. Yeah, so yeah. saying, why, just how. Yeah. How am I going to do this? Right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I shared with you that in the fellowship that we were in, I seen these big feather beds in the corners of the fellowship mm-hmm. hall. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, what are those beds for? And he just smiled at me and said, they're for the widows. 
Mm. I said, for the widows? And he says, well, yeah, if they don't have any family who will take care of them, the church does. Isn't that mm. what the Bible says? Mm. And, of course, my response was, yeah, that's what the Bible says. I just didn't know anybody did it. Wow. Um, another one that I, I, I seen that was stunning to me is that uh, here in America, if we are planning something or thinking about something, uh, our normal response is, let's pray about it. Mm-hmm. In Russia, they've already been praying. And yes. their response is, if we're all unified in this, then, Lord, how do we how do, do we it? do it? Yes. Because mm-hmm. uh, I shared with you the church I stayed at. He says, would you pray for us? He says, our prayer meetings, we have a congregation of 232 people. And he says, in our prayer meetings, we're only getting 175 people to come out and pray for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, that's, that's a, of course, what an indictment of our, if we had 30 people out, we would probably be, be pretty excited. Um, we had talked about, in Russia, and this is what you had told me, was it, the, the Russia, in Russia, the church is at the center of life, and there are a few distractions other than, say, maybe a ping-pong table or something like that, but they don't have all of the television and a lot of things that we have that become distractions but I, I think I want to draw this together. And first of all, before we do this, I want to just tell you again, we've been talking with Pastor Terry Ball of Castle Rock Baptist Church. And we want to let you know, in spite of all the construction that's been going on there, folks, they're still open for business. They're still open for God's business. And their website is www.castlerockbaptistchurch.com. Their phone number is 303-688-9041. And so, Terry, I just, I just want to tell you uh, how much I appreciate you coming out tonight. And the thing that I, I get from this is we need to repent in this country because they put us to shame over in that country. Just a quick 15 seconds here, brother. Yeah, I think repentance is the right word. When I went, I knew that the church in America had bought into the uh, Madison Avenue marketing. Uh, and I knew the church in America was hurting. But I always thought if she could just change her directions. But I think the direction is repentance, uh, which is 180 degrees. Uh, it isn't a, a slight course mm. variance. Right. Uh, we've missed what God is doing. Yes, we have. Well, thank you so much, Terry Ball, for being with us tonight. Good night. Good night.